The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, we're bringing you the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. Only in this particular show, we are way more toward the start side, as we are going to talk about what new investors need to know to get started in real estate. Uh, before we get to that and to my guests, a uh, quick announcement. The Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati has its first online national meeting of the year tomorrow night. The topic for the six o'clock Zoom meeting is the future of apartments, something that a lot of us are following with a lot of interest. If you listen to the show with Anthony Chara a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know that one of the best known apartment buyers and educators in the country feels like there's going to be some real bargains coming up, but also some real challenges. And we're going to talk to an entire panel of folks who, is, who are actively in the apartment market about what they are seeing and what they are planning to do in 2023. At the 7.30 uh, main meeting, we are talking about how to play the real estate game and when. Uh, it is, um, I don't know. You just got to come see it. I like, I, I, I have, I have spent weeks developing this, this concept of what does the real estate game really look like? It's not monopoly because, you know, monopoly, you just, you just stay on the same path and go around and around the board and you depend on the right rolls of the dice and the right draws of the cards. And that's not how the real estate game works. You can, Get your own power-up cards, and there's all kinds of... It's more like a Dungeons & Dragons game, honestly, for those of you who were geeks in the 1980s and 90s like I was. Uh, and I spent, a, I spent a bunch of time kind of working out what that looks like and where the pitfalls are, and we're going to talk about uh, the whole path from dreamer to starter to estate builder to ender and things that you're going to face, and... Um, extra powers you can acquire. So I think it'll be a fun meeting, but also super educational. You can register for that. It is on Zoom. So if you can hear my voice, you can register. That's at CincinnatiRia.com. That's CincinnatiREIA.com. So what new investors need to know? Um, what we're going to discuss here is... Just for, for you folks who are, who are kind of new and lost and excited and confused and, uh, all the things that new investors go to, uh, go through, what, what, like, let's, we're gonna try and boil it down for you. 
and and say and say here's what you don't need to bother with right now but here is what you absolutely must do if you are going to be successful at this uh, my guests today are Edwin Lewis, who is here in the studio with me. He's the president, president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati. He is mostly a retailer, does some wholesale deals, starting, starting to acquire some income properties now, and, um, is also the closest to being a new investor, <laughs> the one who, the one who remembers it best because it was like five years ago for him. Uh, and then on the phones, I have Mike Neese, who is a founding member of the community of real estate entrepreneurs. He is uh, a guy who's done a lot of things during his real estate career, including uh, owning rentals, uh, wholesaling, done some done some fix and flips. Um, he is also the leader of the Tech and Tools Focus Group. So, uh, Mike, welcome. Thank you. Okay, so you are there. That's always, it's always, I a, am here. that's always, a, that's always a slightly scary moment when I've got a phone guest <laughs> and I say, welcome. And then I really hope somebody says hi or something because, you know, it's a, it's a big tap dance otherwise. So both of you guys have, have, have just by being around the different real estate groups and whatnot. Oh, and Edwin also uh, co-leads the beginner focus group. I forgot about that. So, right. like, 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 you put yourself in the middle. It wasn't just like being around the group. You put yourself in the middle of it right, by, <laughs> by leading that new investor focus group. Um, you guys have been around the kind of folks we're talking to. You know, they're 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 excited, they're passionate, but they they don't really know what direction to go, and they're hearing stuff about, you know, what you really need to do is spend fifty thousand dollars on. An, an educational program that will teach you everything about everything, and y- you all have have done what you can to help these folks primarily one on one. And now let, let's assume we're talking to a whole world full of them. Like every new investor, every new confused, lost investor on the planet, managed to turn uh, tune into real life real estate today. The the I want to divide this conversation into categories, okay? Because there, there's actually a whole set of things that, that these folks need to like think about and, and do and learn. And let's start with the kind of, um, the kind of personal stuff that they need to be deciding for themselves that they're not necessarily doing. Um, I would guess that 90% of the new investors you guys meet come in saying I want to wholesale because I've been watching YouTube and I think that wholesaling would be the right thing for me. And then as you start to question them, it turns out what they really want to do is buy apartments or what they really want to do, but they think wholesaling is a first step. So let's start with if you had all the new investors in front of you and you said the first thing you have to do is like focus on something. How would you tell them to decide what to focus on? Well, I'll I'll start with this one here. Um, you know, really, your first focus should be on yourself. Uh, what is it that you actually want? Um, what's your end goal? Um, you know, when I first 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 joined or you know got into real estate investing, this was even before I joined uh, Cincinnati Rea back in 2017. Um, I 
you know, I got into a duplex back, uh, back when I was living in Oklahoma City, uh, my wife and I, and didn't really have much of a vision beyond that. And so, you know, and that didn't really grow. That didn't go anywhere. I ended up selling that property and I look back and regret it, you know, selling it. But um, if you have something that looks like a vision, if you understand kind of where it is that you want to go, what do you want to do? Um, I, if you, if you have a dream of, I want to be able to, um, walk away from my, uh, nine to five job, uh, that's going to require a certain amount of income to, you know, be replaced. So, you know, then you can try to start to work backward from there. Um, and then the other part too is, well, what kind of stuff do you, you know, what do you like to do? Um, if you're in a position where you're kind of, you know, extremely intro introvert, don't want to talk with people, don't want to deal with people's problems. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of tough to say, okay, well, I want to just go ahead and knock on doors and wholesale everything, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like what, uh, you know, kind of try to boil things down into what might be your genius zone. Um, you know, what are the things that you enjoy doing? What are the things that you're, you know, particularly geared towards? And it might not even be wholesaling. It might be something, you know, even outside of the norm, like, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into note investing or something like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. And and I, I and I heard you I heard you say like there's two inventories you need to take. One is what kind of income am I actually looking for? Right. And the other one is and and not not just right now, but kind of over the longer term. And the other one is like be honest with yourself right. <laughs> about about what you can do and and maybe don't know how to do right now but could learn and then stuff you just hate to do right. stuff stuff you just you're you're just not ever going to enjoy it or be good at it and i i would just add and do this without trying to make a connection to what the what what strategy that means you should be in just take the inventory and somebody else who has who does a lot of these things and knows a lot of these things could look at your inventory and say, you know what you need to be in this strategy, right? Because it will be clear to them, <laughs> which, which one of the five different things you could be doing that would be your best focus. Um, Mike yes. input on the question. How, how should these folks actually be making this? Here's my strategy decision because a lot of them seem to be making it either based on some workshop they went to and it's the only workshop they've ever been to and so it's the only one they know or like my buddy made a bunch of money doing this so that's what I want to do is 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 there's some other way that they should be making that decision um well I mean I agree with what um Edwin said about about the vision I mean you mentioned categories early earlier on and I mean I think one thing that they kind of need to understand is there's a couple of broad categories of the to-do list. It's, it's not just about business development and strategies, but you also kind of have to go at it from a self-improvement perspective because sometimes you have to get yourself out of the way, you know, to, to be able to pursue things. Mm -hmm. um, and occasionally, you know, you'll get people that they're, they're skeptics, right? They've, They've been online or they've been, you know, watching podcasts or watching late night infomercials. Um, and they're just kind of questioning, is this legitimate? You know, and I mean, uh, what I always try to convey to them is, yes, it works. You know, all, all the strategies that you're going to hear about work in some capacity. But the key is 
you have to make sure you have accurate information. Mm-hmm. And what you hear on a late-night infomercial on, on a certain strategy or on a podcast may not apply to your market. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way you're going to kind of get there is, is to spend a little bit of time in, in education, but not so much time that you become a professional student. Oh, you know? amen to it's, that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a delicate balancing act between, you know, taking action and, and also being prepared mm-hmm. um, and kind of sticking to your own critical path, you know, and that's, that's a difficult thing to figure out what your priorities are because it is a very personal Mm -hmm. And that's that's the one thing that no workshop, no real estate association, like no, no, nobody can do that for you. That that's that's the one thing that you really have to sit down and take out a piece of paper and get a glass of wine and and start brainstorming about these these skills that you have, skills you think you could get. You know, because I there there were always things that I was like, I don't know how to do that, but I'm pretty sure I could I could find out how to do that. And then there's these other things that I can't do that, and I don't really want to do that. And it it seems like it, it would be exactly the opposite of what my personality uh, would would make me good at. So um, that's your first step, new investor. Seriously, like you don't want to do this. You want to go do a deal. You like want you just want to know how do I make money right now? Uh, it's very possible to go down the path of a particular exit strategy actually maybe get good at it and make some money on it and then go, wait, but this isn't actually getting me what I, what I need is not more cash. I need more income or I don't need more cash flow. I don't need a hundred dollars a month. I need $5,000 right now and discover, Oh my gosh, I've been pursuing the wrong thing. So, you know, don't climb the ladder and then find out the ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the things that you actually need to know i i know it seems when 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 i was a new investor it seemed like there was just endless things that i should know or could know and then i figured out there was actually only a few things that i actually had to know and we're going to talk about what those things are coming up right after this Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guests today are Edwin Lewis, president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati, and Mike Neese, who is just a really experienced investor and uh, works with a lot of new investors. And we are talking about, uh, we're trying to like narrow it down for you guys who are new and lost and excited and all of those sorts of things. And, and tell you what, what the, what the real path is to, to that first deal and then that next deal and then ultimately what you probably all want, which is financial independence through real estate investing. Um, I forgot before the break to let you all know that, uh, we are taking questions today. We got two people here who are very used to, um, helping new investors get that first step down the path and the next step down the path. Uh, so if you are one of those folks, we'd love to hear from you. 
877-772-9658 is the number to call, 877-772-9658. Or you can also send an email to askvina at gmail.com if you are one of those devoted introverts like Edwin was talking about <laughs> a little while ago. I, I would no more call into a radio show than I would eat glass. Like I would, if, if I were given the email option, I would 100% do the email option every time. So I'm glad we have that available uh, for folks. Now, Mike and Edwin, question for both of you. Um, boy, there's a lot of real estate education available. Uh, some of it good, some of it bad, some of it fairly basic, some of it like super duper advanced. You know, when you're when you're talking about how to do a creative 1031 exchange, boy, that might sound really interesting to the new investor, but probably one they should they should spend that time i don't know going and finding a deal instead of instead of spending time and money on a class like that on the other hand it turns out that all new investors no matter what the strategy have this small set of things that they that they actually need to bother to study and master so that they can go out and safely you know do deals and not not make huge mistakes and not leave a trail of upset sellers and private lenders and whatnot behind them. Um, can we talk about in your experience, like if, if you were saying to, to a new investor, okay, you got to learn these things. You got to, what, what would that list be for you? Well, you know, the first, the first part of that list is, is got to be, how do you, how do you figure out the value of a property? Right. Um, uh, most often we've got uh, new investors that are going out there, whether they're wholesalers, whether they're budding uh, rehabbers, or they're trying to find a, um, a buy and hold home, a rental home. Um, you've got to figure out how to value that property. And um, that's going to dictate basically the entire deal. If you are just completely out in left field uh, on how to value a property, I mean, that's just going to... That's just going to set you set you down the wrong path. Oh no, we've got the Zestimate case closed. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. The, I mean, the Zestimate right there. You might as well just go ahead and um, you do better just uh, putting values on a dartboard and uh, and and firing away. Yeah, get a get a twenty sided die and r- right. roll numbers and say, okay, that's the <laughs> right, right, <laughs> that's right. the value. Right. <laughs> I, I'm all, I'm all geeked out today. That was another Dungeons and Dragons reference. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I mean, uh, th- th- totally, absolutely. And I don't know why that gets glossed over in, in a lot of workshops and seminars. It's like there's, there's not any real talk about, I mean, it says you got to figure out what the value of the property is, but there's no real talk about how. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, but I mean, the, 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 you know, really, the steps are are, are pretty common, um, but you know there are plenty of uh, there's plenty of classes, there's plenty of uh, ways to go about and figure out how to do it. Um, but you have to learn how to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, don't rely on somebody else to go give you your uh, your valuation. Don't rely on say uh, a, you may, you may have a realtor friend or something like that that might be able to help you out. Um, don't rely on that. You don't, need to learn. Don't let the wholesaler tell you what the property he's selling you is worth. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good way for you to go ahead and lose a ton of money right up front, you know, right up front if you jump on that. Um, but, you know, learn how to do it. Learn how to do it uh, the right way. And um, that'll let you know what deals are good to go for and what deals you probably should walk away from. Mm-hmm. 
And what to offer. And what to offer. Like, I don't even know how people who can't figure, who don't know how to estimate the value of a property know what offer to write down on the piece of paper. I just, I don't, I don't even get it. Um, now, Mike, a lot of the new investors you end up dealing with are in fact wholesalers because they know you're a wholesaler and they, uh, you know, gravitate towards you when they're having issues with a deal or something. Uh, for, for wholesalers, I think that you have expressed that you would also really, really, really like to see them get good at repair evaluation. Yeah, I mean, those two pieces are, are critical up front. Um, and one of the things, and we had this at our last meeting where, uh, you know, sometimes they get, they get overwhelmed by the math, right? It's like they've heard all these complex, financial metrics and think they've got to know all this stuff to be able to, to wholesale a deal. And it's like, that's, that's not the case. I mean, in the beginning, there are a couple of very basic field calculations you need to know how to do. You need to be able to come up with at least a range of the after repair value. You have to be able to come up with a range on a repair estimate, you know? Um, oh, and, 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 right- and a small range. That that house is not worth that house is not worth a hundred to one hundred and fifty, and needs forty five to ninety in repairs. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well said. Um, but I mean, that's just it. Sometimes they think they need to be able to say this house is worth two hundred and seven thousand dollars, and the repair estimate is twenty seven thousand four hundred. It's like it's not that specific, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're in the right group, you're surrounded by the right people you're going to have lots of help, you know, kind of figuring out those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the wholesalers, especially the ones that they're wholesalers before they spend any real time in education and not that you have to be an expert or that you have to, you know, spend tons of money, but you do have to put a little bit of effort up front because if you don't, you're going to end up putting properties in contracts that aren't deals. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that kind of gives people uh, a bad experience that turns them off. And the next meeting, you see them, well, this wholesaling thing just doesn't work. I'm off to do um, rentals, or I'm going to do lease option assignments, or I'm going to do notes. And mm-hmm. I mean, but you have to you have they, to know these same things to do that. You still have to. It doesn't yeah, matter what yeah, you're going to do. Are, you still yeah. have to know what what the what the value of the property is and what the repairs are. What the repairs are. I mean, that's piece one, right? Like what needs to be done here, and the other pieces, and what does that cost roughly? Yep. Um, and it's it's an iter- an iterative process, right? It's like you're not going to figure all this out at once, you know. Um, it, it takes a little bit of time and practice, and that's one of the things that I try to express up front. It's like before you start spending a bunch of money on marketing, you know, maybe take a couple of days to pick out some properties online and do some online evaluation and then go out and look at a couple properties and do a repair estimate. You know, you got to kind of figure out the, the so, components up front. So literally practice. You know, you're telling people to literally practice like yeah. to, like, yeah. like so so you know learn how to do this stuff which you're going to have to sit in front of a computer in a classroom to do that and then go practice while you don't have the pressure of oh i'm actually going to write an offer on this property 
That, that's a that's a very cool idea. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's you have to have an intake process, right? Mm-hmm. And all those things that we just talked about are components of that intake, and they're not overly complex. You don't have to have a CRM program set up. You don't have to have your LLC. You know, you don't have to have QuickBooks. You just have to have a way to capture some very basic information so you can make some pass-fail decisions. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah, I mean the math the math of it once you understand how to do it is literally addition. It's <laughs> you said there, there's there's yeah. these complex financial metrics. It's literally addition and subtraction, and and you know I mean the other part that goes into like what am I going to pay for a house? Because we we sort of been talking like everybody every new investor wants to be a wholesaler or a retailer, but the ones who want to be rental property owners, there's a second set of math to do, which is what's it going to rent for. What's my mortgage payment going to be? What are my taxes? What are my insurance? What's it going to cost me in maintenance, vacancy, and repairs? And is the number at the end of that a positive number or a negative number? Right. <laughs> yep. And it's the same. It's the same math over and over again. And if you ask around, someone in your group is going to be willing to share a template with you, whether you're, if you're a spreadsheet person or you need some you know, printout that walks you through the math, you're going to find it. And after you've practiced it, you know, a half dozen times, you've got it, you know, and that's, that's one to do item checked off your list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the first two things, the, the value of the properties and the estimate the repair costs is, is a big chunk of what goes into the other thing that I guess new investors need to know how to do, which is how to make an offer and I mean, there's, there's the, there's the like contract part of that. Do I have, do I have a purchase agreement that has the right contingencies and that I can, you know, I know how to fill out or you know, maybe my agent fills it out for me if it's a, a listed property. That's, that's the one piece. But then the other piece is what number do I write down? And, and if, if the three of us were all looking at the same house and, Edwin wanted to retail it. I wanted to wholesale it. And you, Mike, wanted to buy it as a rental. The number we wrote down on the piece of paper would be three different numbers. Right. That's right. Uh, and that, that, that boils back down to, okay, let, making sure that you understand your your strategy. Like, uh, understand the math that goes behind it, the analysis that goes behind it. And I say analysis loosely because we're not talking about calculus here. <laughs> um, and you know, understanding what it should be and following that math and then trusting your math too. I mean, there's been plenty of times I know, I, you know, early in my time where I would go ahead and run through the numbers and I would get a value at the end of it and I question it mm-hmm. and trust the process. You know, you're, you know, at the very least trust that, uh, you know, if you followed the path, you followed the, uh, uh, what you were supposed to do, uh, that you are in the right ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember the first 20 times I made offers, like the first, like never made an offer before and now I'm making offers. When I did the math that the, that the other investors told me to do, I got a number that was so low that I thought this cannot be right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no way that this, uh, house that's worth $200,000 fixed up, the most I can offer for it is 90. It, I, 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 let me, let me, let me write down the simple three step formula four more times and make sure I've got it right. And then, of course, as as time has passed and I've realized how much it actually costs to hold a property or, you know, how, how much profit actually 
is the right amount if you're going to do a whole bunch of work to a property. Um, I've realized those those formulas are there for a reason. That's right. That's right. And then if there's any question, too, if you do get to the point uh, where you get a value and you're like, well, what what is this? Am I right? Is this am I in the right place? You know, that's when you reach out to your community. You reach out to folks, other investors, people within your area and and just say, hey, you know, you know, can you idiot check this? Can, for me? You, can you double check this for me? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe the numbers this slow. Yeah. And of course, then when I learned about creative finance, I, it was the other way around. I was like, can I really offer this much? Oh, my goodness. This is, I'm so not used to these high numbers. Um, okay, so how to value the properties, how to kind of look at them and figure out what they need and, and estimate the cost of that, how to make the offers. You, you know the number one thing that all the new investors ask, though, is how do I find the deals? Is that something you can learn? Oh, absolutely. It's a secret list. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. We're not supposed to tell anybody about the secret we're list like, oh, oh. of the motivated sellers that only we have. Mm. <laughs> um, now, now, Ed, when you mentioned exit strategy, uh, I would expect that the way in which you're going to, let's call it sourcing deals, okay, like uh, sourcing leads, how am I going to find suspects who look like they're motivated and might be willing to sell at a price and terms that are going to work for me as well? I would expect that where you source those deals might be real different depending on that exit strategy. It might be. It might be. Um, but, you know, you could very well source deals, um, you know, out in a in a kind of a common pool. So it just depends on, you know, what that pool is. If you're if you're really looking at, um, you know, sourcing deals based on situations versus zip codes. Um, that'll certainly help in getting uh, getting getting you in front of motivated uh, potential sellers. Yeah. And then from there, um, based on the deal, the deal you know sometimes will dictate whether or not it's going to be your best bet being a you know a, a, a rehab versus a, a wholesale versus a buy and hold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you know, for some, for some new investors, like if somebody, if somebody came and said, what I want to do is I want to buy houses, turn them into short-term rentals, and I don't want to do a lot of work on them in order to turn them into short-term rentals, I'd say, go to MLS. It go. sounds like you can afford to pay close to full price for houses and also you're credit worthy. So you can just apply for a loan and get a property out of MLS. Yeah. But for wholesalers, it's a different situation. So that that's going back to really studying your exit strategy because where you would source the deals is going to going to kind of come from the exit strategy because that that tells you what kind of property you're looking for, what neighborhood you're looking for, what how many bedrooms you need, whether or not you need to get seller financing, um all of those sorts of things. So we're we're learning we're trying to learn this minimal amount of stuff, folks. Learn your exit strategy, which you picked because you took that inventory. You learn to value the property, value properties, estimate repair costs, make offers, source the right kinds of, of potential deals. And then the thing I would add, guys, is you got to have at least like basic communication and negotiation skills. It's not like, it's not like it, we're not, we're not negotiating peace in the Middle East when we're negotiating a real estate <laughs> deal. So you don't have to like go to negotiation school and get a PhD, 
but just the basic, um, you know, how, how do I talk to people in a way that builds rapport and allows me to make offers that largely those people don't want to hear. That's not like, like they don't want what I'm offering them, but which lets me talk, uh, talk in a way that when I say I can only give you half what you're asking for your house, they still want to talk to me, right? Because mm-hmm. they may not want that now, but they may want it six months from now. Um, and listeners, I think that's your entire list. There's what, one, two, three, four, five, six things on that list that you need to really focus on learning, uh, you know, learning, get going to every place you can to, to learn about it, master it, because without all of that stuff, I don't know how you ever even do one deal, much less become successful in real estate. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. You can still ask questions at 877-772-9658 or at askvina at gmail.com. Back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Yeah, Mike, one of these days. <laughs> one of these days you'll learn how to use that board you've been sitting in front of for 30 years. <laughs> Uh, that's I'm talking to Mike, the engineer, not Mike, the guest. Um, so we're talking of uh, uh, two new investors about the minimal things they need to uh, know and do in order to become successful real estate investors. And uh, this might be a good time for Edwin to take a minute and talk about a series that Cincinnati RIA is offering to the public for free that is actually all about the stuff you need to do to be a new investor. That's that's right, Vina. Um, and yes, yeah, we are offering this as is courtesy of uh, uh, Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati. Uh, how to get started in real estate in 2023. This is a fantastic course that we are putting on. Um, and this is going to tell you soup to nuts on, uh, you know, just how are you going to go ahead and get started, how to position yourself so that you can go ahead and get out of the gate, get your first deal, get your next deal. Um, this is going on Monday night, starting January 23rd, running through February 20th. All right. Uh, you can register. I invite you to register today, right now, at CincinnatiRia.com. That is Cincinnati, R-E-I-A, dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic offering. I would definitely get on there now and big uh big emphasis on how things are different in the market now than they were a year ago because that's the the interesting thing about getting started right now is we are in a time of rapid change in the real estate market which can be really good i mean like i i got started in a similar uh time frame and there's a lot of opportunities there but of course you can't you can't go uh on on data that's a year old right. uh, when the market is, is very quickly slowing down and about to start uh, dropping. And I know one of the things we're going to cover is um, that thing about who the motivated sellers are, because it's, it's actually do- a slightly different group of people today than it was a year ago. Uh, some, some new stuff has cropped up in the market that like a year ago, there were almost no foreclosures. Mm-hmm. And now there are lots of foreclosures. <laughs> and, of course, uh, being in foreclosure is a good way to, to get uh, motivated really fast. Okay, so, guys, the the figuring out what's really right for you and then the learning stuff is, 
I, I guess that's where most people most people focus on one or the other or both of those things, and they forget about another really important thing that, in my opinion, every new investor um, needs to do, and that is get people. I mean, and, and you can do this while you're learning. There's, they, it's like they have this chicken or egg thing where they're like, well, I'm not going to go and talk to any service providers or experienced investors or wholesale buyers, uh, right now because I don't know anything. And somehow like that, like I'm going to go talk to the experienced people when I myself, uh, am experienced. So you guys are both really good at making connections within your, real estate groups if you as a new investor what do you what advice would you give them about the best ways to attract the more experienced investors who do have information they do have resources they do have knowledge to want to help them so uh i would say you know some of the things that you want to do to try to attract those you know experienced investors uh number one um kind of got to be in the game a little bit you know start looking for deals start uh asking questions about specific deals and if you have help um bring a deal uh something that you're working on that perhaps you would be willing to uh you know split with uh with that investor all right um in, in, a lot of folks, um, and you know, myself included, uh, when I started out, I thought, uh, let me go ahead and let, let me get on your calendar. Let <laughs> me go ahead and buy you a cup of coffee or take you out for lunch and let me pick your brain. Um, that's a, I, I think that's a, a, a good strategy from maybe, you know, uh, your typical nine to five corporate job. Like, let me go ahead and get on calendar. Let me, you know, ask questions. Um, but that doesn't, doesn't really uh, uh attract quite a uh, quite the same level of uh, of heat that you you know that that it would in you know in in the, in the uh, uh investing space uh bring something um anything um even if you don't have a deal hey uh what is your skill set what do you br- what can you bring to the table um what can i do to help you so that i so that perhaps you can help me we can help each other it it, it really drills down to community that, mm-hmm. uh, with that yeah, if you're not a fan of capitalism, you don't want to you don't want to join a real estate group because everything there operates on uh, operates on capitalism and it, that doesn't mean money. Uh, that doesn't mean we pay each other for advice. It means I you want my help. Can I get some help of some sort from you, right? And and I think a lot of new investors don't get that. I think they're reading online that they should go get a mentor and they think what that means is go around and ask people to mentor them (laughs) as as opposed to, um, you know, like you said, bring something to table. I mean, heck, I've helped people out because what they had was a list of 100 properties they'd gotten driving for dollars and they had no idea what to do with that list. Or they sort of knew, but they were afraid to do it because they thought, well, people are going to call me and they're going to ask me what I want to pay for their property and I don't know the answer to that. And... I have I have made trades with them. You give me that list, I'll market it. If anybody calls, I will, you know, get you in on that conversation. I'll walk you through how it works. I'll if we go see the if I go see the property, you'll go with me. I'll tell you how I got the repair costs and then what we will do is we will split in some way uh the resulting deal. So, yeah, I mean be, be ready to say, 
this is what I can do or this is what I'd like to do for you. Or, I mean, man, when you're at meetings, just be friendly. Yeah. How's the wife and family? What you doing these days? Exactly. I mean, you know, come in with your whole self to a meeting, right? Uh, you know, we it's yeah, it's business. We've, we're all, you know, working on our businesses and whatnot. But, I mean, we're all people, too. Um, we have you, – you, you'll – you, n- you never know if we have, you know, you know, common interests, common goals. Um, you know, for me, I'm a little bit of a part, uh, a barbecue snob. I, you know, barbecue on on the side, and I, I'm, I'm willing to chat that up with just about anybody. I'll talk to you <laughs> off about it. Yep. If you see him in a Cincinnati Rhea meeting, talk barbecue with him. There you go. Um, so, Mike, let's let's deal with the other side of that because you don't only need more experienced investors. You you also need like a whole team of people that will. It, who those are depends on your strategy, but you might need a hard money lender. You might need a title company. You might need an insurance agent. You might need all of these service people. And the time to get them is not when you're in the middle of a deal. <laughs> what, what would you say to the new investor who says, well, I don't want to go talk to that hard money lender because I don't have a deal to put up yet. Or I don't want to talk to that insurance agent because I'd be wasting his time because I don't have a rental to insure. You mean we're not supposed to wait until we have three days left on the contract to figure out the contract <laughs> closing? I've been doing this all wrong. Or until the day we've closed to figure out how to have an insurance policy there at the table because the bank wants it or they won't close. <laughs> exactly. Just details, details, you know. Um, so I guess I can kind of speak to a little bit of my experience. And I'm, I'm biased because I came up through um, – the Real Estate Investor Association. One of the big advantages of being a member is you are plugging into an existing network. When you go to these groups, what you'll find is there are professionals. There's, you know, a couple lawyers that handle, you know, real estate and contract law, title companies, insurance providers. And what you'll find is often they are also real estate investors, which means not only do, are they competent professionals, but they also understand a lot of times more about your business than you might mm-hmm. if you're new. Mm-hmm. So by attending those meetings and kind of, you know, paying attention to who's getting up in the front of the room during buy, sell, trade and talking about, you know, they're a vendor in the group, um, you'll kind of get to know who these people are and what their specialties are. And then the other piece of it is, you know, you guys were, were talking about finding the more experienced people. I mean, you do have to figure out the whole contract to close thing. You don't have to be an expert, but you have to at least know the basic workflow of how that process happens. And it's, it's a little different for each strategy, but the basics are, are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a one-stop shop. You can find the people you need to get the deal done and closed and get the education that you're going to need down the road as you kind of progress into other strategies and, um, you know, you just kind of expand over time. I and mean, we were talking earlier about whether you need to generate chunks of cash or cash flow. Ultimately, you need both. And people that are, are successful find out strategies that meet both of those. Very, very true. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, when you go to your local real estate meeting and there's vendors there that set up behind those tables, they want to talk to you. <laughs> like that's, that's why they are there. 
And there's absolutely nothing with walking up to the hard money lender and saying, hey, I hope to find a deal sometime in the next few months. Tell me what your terms are like. Tell me what, like, if I if I brought you a deal, what do I, what do I need to bring you so that you know whether you want to finance it or not? Like, what, you know, what kind of... Uh, terms do you want to see in the contract and they're man they're happy to educate you and they really are educating you and you're making that connection for when you do in fact need a hard money lender okay guys we have two minutes left so i'm going to ask each of you based on your vast experience dealing with the really the really really lost new people who don't know how to move forward what piece of advice do you have to those folks like something they could do right now to take the next step forward. So real quick, the one thing that a new person can do to take the next step forward is commit to act. Uh, one thing that I see all the time is, or a lot of times, especially on the new investor focus groups, which are second Thursday of every, of every month, six thirty. <laughs> um, you have folks that are, again, those professional students that, are all in on getting all of the uh, learning, but they don't want to take a step. And I got to coax them. You got to go act. You've got to go do. Try getting into the field. Just take the first step. The first step doesn't mean you get to even get to the last step. You don't have to figure it all out. Mike, what would your piece mm-hmm. of advice be? Um, largely the same. I mean, focus on education. It's going to be, you're going to pay tuition no matter what. <laughs> pay it in a classroom or on a Zoom call rather than in the field. And don't worry about getting it all right. Just get it going. All right. Once you've established momentum, you'll be off and running. Thank you. Thank you, Edwin. Thank you, Mike. Remember, listeners, Cincinnati Re is offering this free six-week class that starts next Monday. That's coming up really soon. Uh, you can get register, get your link, find out more about what each of the six weeks is covering at CincinnatiRIA.com. That's CincinnatiREIA.com. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing.